The I'm Friends with the DJ podcast is brought to you by Grip Tens. Patent pending, 100% food grade silicone, BPA free with gecko grooves and spiral ring sleeve for your bartending tin. In an environment where things tend to get wet, we let you get a grip. That is www.griptins.com. www.griptins.com. G R I P T I N Z. Grip Tins. What's going on, guys? This is episode 14. I'm friends with the DJ. I'm Angelo the Kid. We got olive oil, and we got our special guest this what week, up? DJ Cream. What uh, up? Anthony. Anthony. Antonio, how you doing? Uh, how many people don't know your actual name? I feel like a lot of people don't know your actual name. My entire life, no one's known my actual name. Because <laughs> <laughs> Where does the nickname come from? So the nickname started probably like six or seventh grade, I was on a basketball team and I was like a little chubby guy. And they used to call me creamsicle and cream puff and cream soda and all this shit. And I don't know, they like announced me as cream and my sports teams just kind of picked it up because everybody had a nickname and I had the same coach back to back seasons. And like, it just snowballed to the point where we go to other towns to like hang out with groups of girls and stuff. And would they be like, wait, your name is like Kareem? Like the yeah. basketball player? Like, no, it's not my real name. <laughs> and it's funny because yeah, you that's were like, wild. when we get, we get more into your story, we always, like you always say, you were like selling mixtapes or something, right? Or you're not selling, but like giving away mixtapes. No, I was selling mixtapes in high school. Definitely. In like so the hallways, funny. man. I wasn't really Crazy. DJing, but like I was literally making mixes on Audacity just on a computer in, in high school. Yeah, I was going to say, was it DJ mixes or were you like trying to like rap? No, I was not trying to rap. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Zero rapping or singing skills for me. It's funny as hell. No, a, lot of, a lot of the guys we had on uh, uh, all did band. They were a lot of people were in bands. Yeah, from yeah. bands. Yeah. yeah. I feel my, like yeah, my family was into like guitar and does drums. Your, does and stuff. your brother play? Yeah, my brother plays um, guitar and sings, and my dad's been in bands forever. But like, I just never really picked that up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I never had any. I never tried it. I never cared to try it. Yeah. Yeah. But I was when into did you, music. Uh, yeah, when, when did you get like into DJing on that, even on that aspect? Um, so I was always into music, obviously, and I was like kind of fake DJing, making mixes and stuff. In high school, when I got to college, um, my roommate was from Long Island and his brother was in like a hip hop group and he produced and was the DJ. So we all went to school in Virginia. So I would go see like college shows with my boy and his brother. And I would like mess around on his turntables. So I would kind of learn from him and teach yeah. myself. And then when I came home, I was down the shore of Belmar. Like I didn't really care for a little while. And then I got a controller and I learned how to DJ a little bit on a controller. And then like immediately I was like, all right, I'm into this. I'm going to get real shit. And I got like CDJs and an 800. And that was my first like real DJ setup. Nice, nice, nice. That's Definitely. awesome. Like I said, like, like kind of like what Fisher said, we've always had people on here um, and we've seen like a little bit of the trend of the influence coming from like, you know, the band scene, you know, the drummers, the guitar players, or people just have been like yeah. very music minded, which is interesting because me and Fisher aren't very um, music. I mean, I played a little bit like, 
ukulele guitar like nothing crazy um angela you didn't play any sport uh any instruments as well right sports instruments nothing you know no as a, yeah, yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. you were you were gaming on twitch i forgot yeah, you grew right. up in you grew up in the gen z era but nah, it, it, it's interesting to see where it comes because i feel like honestly the hip thing to to kind of do cream probably when you were growing up is that like band scene you know what i mean like when we grew up like pop punk was like the shit you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like that yeah. was like the end thing. Steam. And you kind of like, I mean, yeah, in a way, but I feel like you kind of got like, you hit the jump of the DJ aspect like earlier than most people did. Which I think it's pretty cool and stuff. Because now I feel like it, it did definitely snowball. Like, yeah. I feel like I can name thousands and thousands of DJs. You know what I mean? It's like the DJ thing is. is, is I, I probably right got in right before it got crazy. Like, mm -hmm. I, I was probably DJing a little bit in Hoboken and, like, started booking some stuff outside of there, like, right as the bubble started, I guess, mm -hmm. right before. Yeah. That's a good time. It's probably probably a good time to really get in and I kind of see the craziness. I mean, I feel like you've been in Hoboken for a while, right, in terms of playing and stuff. And you're from the – roughly from the area, right? You're from Secaucus? No, well, I live in Secaucus now. Um, okay. My family's all from Jersey City, so I spent okay. a lot of time over there. I went to high school in Bergen County, so, yeah, I mean, I've always been in the area. I lived in, in Weehawken and Hoboken for a long time when I first moved out of my parents' house, so I've been in the area, and that's where I really first – my first gig was West 5 in Hoboken, and I've held Saturday night residencies in Hoboken for, I don't know, eight years probably. What's West 5 now? Closed like location and everything is i think like i think it's like now? a dance studio or something Oh, really oh, yeah wow. it was off the beaten path so it was like destination yeah. you had to want to go there or you yeah. weren't i got you kind of thing you got you always told me like crazy stuff about that place because you they were bringing in big acts there right they were bringing bringing in like yeah i mean like nobody like, major major but like chain i opened for chain smokers before they hit it with big big yeah um that's awesome i'm trying to think of who else was in there they, they brought people in. Nobody, like, gigantic. But mm. I, I think you guys were talking with Pat about, like, the family atmosphere and, like, creating a certain vibe and mm -hmm. a, in, in places you work. And to me, that's why West 5 was so good was because everybody who worked there hung out outside of there. And there were so many regulars that it was just, like, you, you had to be busy because there's yeah. 50 people yeah. that are showing up every weekend. It's like if you got a base of 50 off the bat, yeah, like yeah. you're good, you know. Plus, you get just like the promotion of all those people, like going there. You know, everyone kind of becomes like a promoter in that sense, you know, because they're always there and they kind of bring their own crews. You know, you bring those yeah. fifty-five, you know, fifty people that work there, and they bring two, three people each. That's your whole bar, you know. What I mean, for some places, when you, that place I mean, when holds three hundred people. Like that's it. You're you're, you're halfway there. Like when mm -hmm. you're working there, you want it to be a good time. Like especially if you you enjoy everyone. Like everyone's gonna want people to come out, you know. So. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. When West, Green Rock excel, excels too. when West 5 was open, there was five other clubs, like nightclubs, not That's bars. Was like, Hoboken yeah. more of a club scene back then? Yeah, okay. definitely. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, they closed in 2015 probably. Okay. So it wasn't too long ago. Yeah. Um, it was kind of yeah, like, like at the tail end of like that like EDM thing. Yeah, pretty much. Like you still had Teak and you had whatever Birch was then. I don't remember. Was it Rain? Rain, right? It was rain, I think, yeah. yeah. And then the W Those Hotel, the names, Room 84. I mean, there was like a lot wasn't, of stuff. Wasn't W Lulu's, I think, or something like that? Yeah, so yeah. it was they called just, like they something just do, else. But... They, do, they just do privates now, right? Yeah, they said, yeah, we're, like we're, we're not dealing with the nonsense of nightlife when yeah. we can just book one. 
private event, be out of there by midnight and make yeah. however much yeah. they make. Yeah, I feel like that's uh, – what was the uh, – the one in West Orange did the same thing, uh, 466. Yeah. Well, 466 lost their legal license, yeah. though. Oh really? My brother, my brother used to work there. Yeah, yeah. They were like the shit show. Yeah. Was that recently? No. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, my brother was a bouncer there. Actually, your older brother. He was a head security bouncer. But didn't Merck? Didn't you say he saw like Afrojack and Zed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they they brought some they brought some bigger acts there. Um, not much, but they 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 definitely had a lot of crazy nights. He pretty much worked there like seven days a week, and they they had different theme nights throughout the whole thing. But um, I know for I don't know exactly the reason why. Maybe that you know maybe they actually did kind of transaction that way. But I know for a fact a reason why they did close or a portion of it was the fact that they don't have a liquor license anymore. And, uh, you know, losing that, you're pretty much beat up. Yeah. I think now they just do a venue, uh, like a, a venue hall for, you know, Sweetie's Teens and like, Bar Mitzvahs and yeah. that stuff. I don't yeah, think they, they do. hold weddings. They hold weddings there? I'm sure they do. It's probably, I mean, I've, it's I've probably done Bar Mitzvahs. Like 16, yeah, bar it's Sweet 16 Bar Mitzvahs. They try to do like the club style. Right, exactly. Because yeah. they have all the lighting and cryo yeah, and all yeah. that shit. I heard it's exactly. dope. It's like, what is it, two floors or... Some of that is, the DJ boost elevated. Yeah, it's dope there. I, I DJed there a couple times. Um, not for anybody like massive, but mm-hmm. it was cool. It's, I mean, sound system's good. I mean, LEDs and stuff. It, it was cool, definitely. Yeah. That's like the best for private events, like showing up, not having to bring any lighting. Literally, just show up with your like a private event, just showing up with your controller. Like, just show up with your system. It's yeah. unheard of. It really happens. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Except these it's, companies. It's, it sucks when they got two 15-inch speakers on the ceiling and that's it. And then it sounds like shit the entire yeah, time. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> Are you guys doing any private events? Um, not right. My, the company I work for is, but they're so small. So it's like, it's not even, and like they damn, not charge. Put char- Rob not, down. Put no, Rob no, down. No, it's like, I mean, <laughs> the events are small. There's not a lot of people that are like going to the parties. So like he's not charging as much as he normally would. They're yeah. like hour parties versus four hour. So there's no, it's, he should just do it himself. There's no point to hire somebody to help him. I've got, we did, we did, we did like, we did like, we did like a big graduation and like set up like video walls and stuff like that in a parking lot. Not too long ago. That was about it. I've got an outdoor communion, uh, Saturday. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, I might have another gig for you. uh, Don't forget. Don't forget the hula hoops, bud. Angelo, I got another kid gig if you want uh, on Wednesday, actually for my boy glass. Shout out to my boy, DJ glass. One of my uh, roommates um in, in my short house he actually has a gig on wednesday he was asking if anybody wants to do it i don't we'll know i don't know what it's paying i don't know the hours we'll exactly but i think it's a like if a you're listening to this right now hit us yeah. up if you want. hit us up we got a gig we got a gig open i, I could get you Rebellos? Rebellos? no 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 not no, not Rebellos. he's doing a prom actually on wednesday first oh for really company and and he got double booked and he picked up like a recital it's like a i think like a sixth grade recital or something like that it's like two hours i think two three hours something little um, but looking for somebody, obviously that's uh, that's a mobile DJ got his whole setup and everything. Yeah. But yeah. besides, yeah, I don't really do cream. Just to give you a little background about me, um, I have a nine to five. I'm a sales rep for ADP, and I kind of strayed away from doing the private events just because I want to focus most of my weekends on doing olive oil. Um, the only thing that we have on the private event side, kind of outside of the bar scenes, we picked up a, a private boat party that we're doing this Friday um, yeah. that I got connected through one of my old coworkers, and we actually did one like three weeks ago that went very, very well. So we kind of like, got booked back with it. It was like nice. the tail end of June, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's a cool thing. They basically rent out a boat like down in Belmar, Manasquan for like three hours. Bro, they're fishing. They, like, they're just renting fish, the fishing boats. It's oh, like, really? They're fishing yeah, the fishermen, boats. Are, yeah. they got the nets and the rods. <laughs> yeah, these people, and everything. yeah. they had no clue what's going on. They're like, oh, yeah. we have a rowdy crowd. Like they bring all the alcohol. Like we bring everything. Honestly, they just supply yeah. the boat and they saw it, supply three 
crew members. So we go. We were like out in the Atlantic though. That like, the one video was rocking. unreal. Like unreal. Rocking. You literally you couldn't see land and sight. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it's scary because we had speakers on the poles. Like, oh, it'll be good. You know, we'll probably go out to like the bay. Nothing crazy. Because we've actually <laughs> did a couple boat parties up in like you know we hawking oh, going like, over the crazy, Hudson. You know what I mean? So we just like honestly just thought that aspect of it. You know what I mean? Maybe we'll just you know go around the bay or something. That's so Nothing funny. Crazy. Nope. Take us right out to the Atlantic. I mean, it makes sense. We're in a deep sea fishing boat. You know. And we're just rocking. This thing's going back and forth. The whole crowd is dancing on the whole side, like sliding boat yeah. to boat. It was a good time. We're looking forward to this Friday. Yeah, it, was fun. it was fun. We just picked up a bachelorette party that we're doing that I, I got connected through a girl I went to school with at, at Montclair. Um, we're doing that uh, August 9th. But besides that, I mean, uh, pretty uh, pretty bare at this time. I feel like you guys are similar to me in the fact that if you can book private events where you can still be, be olive oil, yeah. you'll do it because i'm, right. I'm the sense. same way like if i show up and they're booking me because they want the brand of cream i'm about it but like i i used to do stuff and they'd be like dj anthony we need you to cover your laptop i'm like no bro like what do you mean like yeah. what are you talking about it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's real tough like that that fine line aspect of but you're 100 right i mean we want to do stuff for us so like we as much of those are quote-unquote private events you know what I mean? And, and not like that, that bar and that just, like aspect of it. It's like we, our we, friends I, yeah. getting drunk and shit. Exactly. Yeah. But I consider it more of that aspect. No, it is. It 100% the bucket is. where we can do olive oil. You know what I mean? For example, like yeah. what you it's said, not cream. like a, it's not like a company where you're like, okay, like they know what they're getting when they're booking. Like you have like, you, you know right, what I mean? Like, like, it's not like you're like doing just a wedding and you have like a little program set, you know, what's going to work for big age ranges and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. It's I mean, more so just playing at a bars, except you're just, at somebody's house yeah i don't want to be like limited to that aspect and i want to kind of show like what we do yeah you know? um so that's personally kind of like what we do i'll, I'll take i'll take personally the hit and that in that back seat on maybe turning down away some gigs um but for me it's that risk versus reward you know do i want to go through the process of trying to be something i'm not like you know get and i think the, you guys you guys have been very particular about like where you work and you guys care about, I mean, this is me just from what I see, but I feel like you guys care about your brand. You want to be associated with the stuff that fits what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to just take something to take it. You're going to take it because you want to take it and it fits into where you want to be. Yeah. Right. Right. hundred percent. And I, and I think, I mean, I think there's pros and cons to what we do hundred percent. Um, I, I don't, I wouldn't recommend any, any, everybody to do what we do um, because there is times probably that we were losing out on a money perspective that might help us in the future. Maybe fun, you know, I don't know, some type of, you know, marketing or advertisement or something else that can maybe help us in the future. Um, so I think there's definitely pros and cons, but for kind of where we are, we've kind of made the decision that that is best for our brand. And, um, you know, we think personally that will help us grow in a way that we want us to grow you know, not necessarily like shooting out too quick and, um, and not necessarily focusing on like our path to success and kind of like the steps that we want, we want to go on that aspect. So that's a, that's kind of our take on it. Um, I know, I know obviously people have a, you know, ha have a little different sense and, and, you know, sometimes you got to make money. So, you know, you're willing to take gigs that necessarily you might have not. Um, but for us, sometimes we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take the pass on it. I think you know? I, I actually like, uh, because I've been doing private events and doing it for a company and actually having to provide a service and follow the I reserve uh, my company's guidelines. I reserve just like, you know, whatever they need, just take care of your customer at the end of the day and do whatever. But 
um, like recently I've been getting calls for, they want, like people want me, like they want the brand Angelo, the kid, they're liking Angelo, the kid, which is like, I think a 10 times better feeling than, uh, you know, obviously I love providing service for people and doing all that and going through everything, but like, it's so much cooler getting booked through your brand. Yeah. Yeah. You get more, you get price went up. Yeah. You could charge more. Exactly. Yeah. And, you, and you get, you get that freedom, bro. It makes the gig easier. Cause it's like, all right, now I know exactly what mm. they want. Well, you're being you. You're going to DJ right. how you see fit, not how they think that you should DJ. Exactly. Yeah. And that makes all the difference because you're going to have more fun and then they're going to have more fun. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm, I'm on board with, with you guys in, Still. you know, picking the right, the right gigs, not any gig, but I was there. I had to, I had to take gigs for money for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll still, I'll do like, like sweet 16s and like mitzvahs and mm -hmm. stuff every now and then. Yeah. Just like if, if we're, I know we're not going to be working that weekend on like a Sunday or something in the middle of the afternoon, like I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Just make an extra like three, four hundred bucks, whatever it is. Mm. Just cause why not? Yeah. Yeah. And it depends on our job. Like I said, I have a nine to five. So for right now, like where I'm at, DJing is my only source of income. So I could be a little picky on that. aspect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ryan has that private event aspect too. So you know, if we're only working, let's say one day a weekend on that, you know, private event bar industry, sometimes that's, that's fine with us, you know? Yeah. Um, obviously it would be nice to, to grow that, but we're looking to grow that in a specific way, you know, bring on a Saturday account or a Sunday or a Thursday on a specific spot that we want. Just don't bring on anyone. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what we, what we go with that. Definitely. And uh, eventually we'll probably get to that point where we're just DJing full time. And that's personally where I want to go and I need to grow that. So we're trying to figure out the best option, you know, yeah. for that in the future. But that's a, uh, that's probably a year. TikTok, bro. Down the line. It's all yeah. about TikTok. It's all about TikTok. It's all we need. I'm, I'm, good, <laughs> off that. I'm good off that. That shit's crazy. I mean, Would right guys... now it's a good thing you have your job because if you didn't, you'd be in a yeah. lot worse situation. So it's like, you gotta, like you said, you gotta pick and choose when you get out or, or when you focus full time. But mm, yeah. Kareem, did you, so did you, when you first started like actually DJing, were you starting out in private events or did you do the club? Actually, I, I don't even know this. Did you? I did you both. I mean, I was doing my first like real, I did some backyard stuff. I was doing parties for my friends, you know, summertime I would do like something down the shore and it was just really for fun or if they were going to pay me, whatever. Um, my first like real deal nightlife booking was, or my first real deal booking was nightlife. Mm -hmm. um, and oh. that's where I wanted to stay. And I, I, corporate is about the only thing that I have any interest in, in doing outside of nightlife. Because again, you, I, can, I can be, they're booking me because of my brand, not DJ because Kramer. of something mm -hmm. else. So Definitely. yeah. Yeah, 100%. And you yeah, know, I think I mean, you definitely earn that reputation, you know what I mean, from being in the game for a while and stuff. And I mean, as far as corporate, too, you have Midnight Market, and Midnight Market promotes DJ Cream and Get Down DJs and DJ Ufoso, you know? They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're promoting the brands. They're not But you, you guys were doing the Liberty Science Center party for a while, too, right? I think that's through that, Fish. Yeah, oh, so same people? We, it's not the same people, but oh. we met the Midnight Market people through the L, uh, oh, Liberty yeah, Science I, Center I, people. I got you. And, like, those are the cool partnerships and, and I like working with brands. I come from a business background, so I like it because those brands fit with what I'm about and what Get Down's about. And we help each other because they're a Jersey City group. We're more in Hoboken. So it just works. You know, they're trying to put together a dope party with good music, good food. It's just like a lot of things that 
we align with. And I, I like that aspect of partnering with a brand that like fits with what we're doing, you know? Definitely, definitely. And no, I, also, I also want to say, uh, just get down, if whoever's listening, uh, get down to a booking agency in Hoboken area. I'm part of it. Uh, Cream brought me on. Yeah, and, we can even um, get into Cream kind of going about like how we started yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll definitely get into that. But just get down just, uh, just so everyone knows. Um, Fisher, sure, okay. yeah. um, I don't remember. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> wow, got, got a little nervous there, Fish. You're right, bro. It's all good. For, forgot my train. Let's, of thought. Let, let's segue back. What will we do this weekend? We have anything fun going on? We will be coming up. let's go. A little weekend recap. I know. I know you guys. Weekend. You guys performed, right? You guys were at Headliner. Yeah, we played yeah. at Headliner with uh, How was Brian. That? With Brian. How was that? Good. Every every party with Loveliner is a great party, bro. Good. Good. He's so, a nut. I love that guy. Shout out to the uh, to the boy Brian Love Loveliner, Loveliner, Loveliner. No, but AKA but uh, never going home. That's that's the second time that he put us on. It's just it's fun to do his parties because you get to go out of the box a little bit in Definitely. music. You don't have to play the bangers the entire time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get to like uh, try so like, you play like just like solid house music. Like yep. take it take it back to the old school in a sense. It's a and good that's, time. That's something I personally really like. Like. I'm really big into like underground tech house. So just the fact that I can actually play that, um, but not like too, too techy, you know, not too dark, more of that house and that, and that, uh, you know, we play a lot of like disco house, all soul mm-hmm. stuff. Um, just to be able to get out of that open format, you know, uh, style is always nice for, for once in a while. Definitely need, for the, for the open format DJs, you know, I need you know, to rip a disco set. So yeah, bad. I we, need it. We, we all really, at the end of the day, you, you could be as, as open format as possible, but you always, at least in my opinion, kind of lean towards like one genre or maybe just one thing that you're feeling at that time. So it's nice to like play that, you know, like we have the option, you know, or the ability to play that. Um, so we let, we let loose a little bit. Definitely. Yeah. Time. Angela, I think you went to DJs like nine times this weekend, right? Yeah, twice. <laughs> um, How was that? First time was, was cool. First time was cool. Uh, Subers was DJing. I went Thursday. Cool vibe. Um, a lot. Of, there were a lot of people there before we end up showing up out of nowhere. Damon cool. Anthony, like some big names, mm-hmm. was cool. Um, and then Sunday, Sunday I went with Cream. We kind of we just nice. we showed up late. We showed up at like three o'clock. Cream, cream. I figured we were gonna leave like early in the morning, and we go, "Nah, let's leave at 3. I was like, "All right, <laughs> screw it." And then probably uh, we had get down. We had GDU launch. I had shit to do. No, I, actually, I couldn't get out. <laughs> we had a, we actually had a bunch of stuff to do too. Um, and uh, yeah, we just we went to Donovan's. We went to DJs. Nice. It was a chill day. It was it wasn't anything yeah. crazy? It's it's I mean, depressing to see DJs. Uh, yeah, man. It is, but <laughs> that, that was yeah. my first trip to DJs all summer. Um, and it's sad because I mean, last summer I was there every week and Fridays, right? I was doing every Friday and then I was doing one Saturday night and one Sunday night a month. And for me to walk back there and like the vibes always good. Brendan O'Neill was DJ and playing dope house music. Like a lot of like mid 2000 Mm -hmm. Mm 10s EDM, which was great. Um, Glory. Yeah, he was, he was, he was killing it. Well, we were there the night before he was playing. Hey, man, Ferrugio. I got Ferrugio to play Bay City Rollers. It's just so sad to see DJs yeah, it's like night and not day, you know I mean? in its glory yeah. because yeah. there's there's no such thing as a bad night or day at DJs ever. Literally yeah. never. And not that it was bad Sunday. It was cool. It was good to see the, you know, the people, people that work there and yeah. hang out with Bond. But, like, I don't know, man. You go inside to go to the bathroom and it's just empty. It's, it's, just, it's a little depressing. Like, it I sucks. feel like it affects it us is. more because, like, 
listen, you can get like the 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 normal kind of jabroni that like will go down there. I don't know why I said jabroni, but normal, <laughs> the normal, I don't know why. That was the word of the day today. The normal jabroni, no, like Angelo, you know, clip some back, typical clip it, guy. Clip it, clip it, clip it, clip it. There you go. Boom. Um, no, just some normal guy time. that that's you know going into DJs. May have a lot of fun at DJs. You know what I mean? Dancing, doing his thing and stuff, and like will still enjoy what it is now because it. It is. I, turn, I feel like it turned more into a social scene. But for us, we really appreciate the sound system, the music, that party, that energy. You know, it feels deflated. You know, yeah. even though you're playing great music and it stuff does, like that, that yeah. energy and that level where oh, DJs is always is is just not there. You know, yeah. so I, I feel you um, wholeheartedly on that, cream. I mean, I really just go to hang out with my guys and and, and just chill, and it's definitely yeah. more of a relaxing scene now. It's insane. D- yeah. DJs is like straight goosebumps, man. I- I've gotten more goosebumps in that DJ booth than probably everywhere else I've DJed combined. Yeah. Like, we, uh, which uh, last, last, last summer, uh, our, one of our buddies who we went to high school with moved down to Florida when like before we turned 21 and stuff like that. So he never went to DJs until last year for the first time. When I took him there, he's like, I, I get it. He's like, I, I want to take all of my Florida friends here and just be like, <laughs> This you want to know what New Jersey is? This yeah. is New Jersey in a yeah. nutshell. There's nothing better than bringing someone there for the first time because yeah, no you can't explain it, and anything you say, it, they're not going to understand until they yeah. experience it. Yeah, yeah. You can it, literally do. You got to do. You you got to you got to do it. You know. You can like literally like just act however you want in that place most of the time. Like I literally like I was wearing a sombrero last year, just walking around <laughs> in that place. It was like completely normal to everyone. Like. You usually just can agree. act and dress whatever you like, but one time last year, don't wear Dario jean Valley, shorts. No jean shorts. Dario Valley almost shorts. didn't get in. I don't know why he was wearing jean shorts, and they were like, "Give him shit for it." And I yeah, and I see people in there, no shoes, no shirt, <laughs> tank tops, and they just start ripping Dario for wearing jean shorts. We gotta create I don't know a why. segment where we just make fun. We have one time where we make fun of Dario. At- every episode <laughs> <laughs> Bro, i'm telling you it was the funniest thing it was like a sunday fun day like i mean still yeah, you know yeah. sunday sunday djs are always a great time but like not definitely not like the most peak time of djs you know it was and, early uh, it was like early yeah. afternoon and they're just like coming after dario for wearing jean shorts <laughs> that's so funny i was shocked honestly but and honestly, yeah, honestly if it was gonna happen to anybody i'm glad it happened to dario, dario 100 funny as hell he had to be 100%. so nervous while, while he was getting questioned yeah <laughs> Oh, oh man, man. Well, yeah no i miss it cream though. uh cream what did you do this weekend i know i know you were with angelo on sunday you're just working on uh working on that launch even if you want to talk about that a little bit yeah man i i honestly i've been keeping it pretty light um through quarantine as far as going out um you know i'll pop up on some of my venues the places that we book for get down djs you know just checking in on some of the staff and the owners places that i work i've, I've popped into but i haven't really been going out like I normally would. It's been weird, man. Like I come home Friday night um, and I'm like, man, now what do I do? <laughs> like yeah. me and Gary started recording the podcast Friday nights because we just had nothing yeah. else going on. Yeah. yeah. My, my mom is older and um, you know, my girl is more susceptible to, to getting it. So I've been really careful. Um, it sucks because I do want to go out, but like, I don't want to put them at a risk and I, I want to spend time with them. So Oh, I've been pretty laying pretty low, man, making a lot of music and working on Get Down University. I mean, that's pretty much been my whole quarantine. Yeah, what have you been doing, like, an edit a day, an edit a week, something like that, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I put more edits out in four months than I did all of last year. Well, I think yeah. I I think I made, like, 60-something edits already this year. So that many. Awesome. Holy insane. shit. I mean, that's, 
you guys see his edit today? You guys see his edit? It literally says uh, Kareem. Tw- uh, I miss DJ's 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, because that was like a DJ's banger that I just uh, – Yeah. Well, I made four DJs. And, uh, yeah, with just like a little John hype and, and, a, and a clap, a little bit of a – more of a build. Mm. Yeah. But, but – uh, I mean, I think I think the most important thing of what you've been doing throughout the whole thing is just being creative and, you know, shitting out the the edits, which is awesome, and doing a podcast, kind of get getting uh getting get down university, um, you know, up and running. Like we said on every single these every single one of these podcasts, we've always said, like, if you're not doing, you know, something positive right now to either better yourself or better your brand, like you're really missing out because you know, obviously we all really want to get back and stuff, but there's going to be a point in time where we're all going to be so busy. I'm hoping yeah. for a point in time yeah. we're all so busy where we're going to be like, oh, we miss, you know, we, 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 we miss this time that, that we had together to kind of, you know, take a, maybe a yeah. little bit of a step back and think about things to do. And that's kind of what we did a little bit with the podcast too. We wanted to do it before quarantine. That was always an idea, but yeah. Yeah. it just propelled us kind of into it. Well, um, that's what's been nice. Yeah. You have the time to work on something like this, which is great, you know? Right, exactly. It's like you're like if your growth level, your growth level should have been more during the quarantine than it was when you were working. And if it's mm-hmm. if it hasn't been, like, start getting on that shit. If it hasn't yeah. been, you don't deserve to get booked when we come back. <laughs> no, because like you guys have been putting in work. Angelo's been putting in work. Like the people that haven't been putting in work are gonna get surpassed. And it might not be immediately because the guys that have been kind of getting booked at places always are going to get, there, yeah. they're going to probably get their, sh- their spot back or at least a shot to get it back. But I think this is an opportunity for guys to make more of a name for themselves and mm-hmm. create and learn new things. Like you said, and if you're not doing that, I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to, I don't fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, uh, how has the brand been for DJ cream and even like get down? Like we've, you know, me and Fisher and as well as, uh, as Angela have talked about it, uh, at least from the social media aspect of like, this time in quarantine, we've been just getting crazy Instagram followers. Yeah. Hopefully more, you know, more support, more interactions and, and ping. So how has that been, uh, you know, for you? Yeah. One of the things that I've focused on this quarantine is really learning how to optimize my Instagram. So that's been a big, for my personal brand, that's been a big thing. Um, we work with our boy, Brandon Barris, who um, has really helped us with, with a lot of social media stuff, but specifically for me, for Instagram, and I mean, the content I've been putting out is, has been really consistent and, you know, we're taking on more of like coaching and DJ business side of things and putting out a lot of videos. So, you know, yeah. Mondays I put out something, it's the same thing every week, just a different topic. Tuesdays, it's the same thing. Wednesdays, it's the same thing. So I'm putting out a, a lot of the same content. And I think the big thing is like asking people for something, They're a call to action. So whether it's drop a comment, um, you know, DM whether it's, you know, answer this question or poll. Like, I think that stuff's important. It, it builds engagement. And I think engagement is the most important thing, whether it's yeah. whatever you're trying to do on social media. So I think I remember because like Brandon, when we were doing, uh, when I took, because I run the Get Down Instagram now, they like pretty much separate every day. Like you have to post a different thing every day, but it's the same thing every week, which is like, really i really i never looked at instagram that way you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's just easy because instead of waking up and you're like well what the fuck am i gonna post i want to post something i haven't done schedule. it in three days yeah i i'll sit there on a saturday and be like all right this is what i'm doing for the week whether like yeah. everything my stories my my main feed igtv videos whatever it is i have it written out and like could it change sure but 
when I wake up tomorrow, I already know what's happening. I don't have to think yeah. about it. I just, just do it. You have a it's plan. Fun. You have a plan of attack. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think setting up that schedule is always good too. It can be consistent. Like uh, we, we mentioned, An- I, I actually mentioned Angel's last week um, on the aesthetic of his Instagram. I like the way uh, that it looks, you know what I mean? And the way his videos kind of line up and stuff and setting that schedule is, uh, is always good. This actually would be a good point to kind of segue what you just launched on, uh, on Sunday. And if you want to talk a little bit more about that with, uh, with Get Down University. Yeah, man. So, so the, the whole get down, the whole get down DJ thing has been around creating community with, with DJs, DJs helping DJs. Obviously, me and Gary have a lot of connections. So helping other DJs get some bookings. Um, and that's kind of where we've been focused. And obviously, we, we put a, a big emphasis on helping our guys that we work with in whatever they're trying to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so Get Down University is somewhat an extension of that where – we want to help DJs build their DJ business because it's overwhelming. There's so many things to think about. And when we were coming up, we had to figure that out on our own and it took us a very long time to do it. So we created a course. Um, It's like a hundred videos. There's like sample contracts, DMS, emails, how to reach out to venues, how to reach out to other DJs, like all this stuff. And yeah, I mean, it's it's a teaching, coaching, mentorship program, pretty much, and it's it's helping DJs build and grow their business and their brand. Awesome, definitely a very good idea. I have a lot of questions on just like learning aspects and stuff. Me myself, coming from a business, you know, aspect, I think it's great. Now, are you looking just for the the let's say the DJ that? knows how to DJ like in his bedroom and is looking to grow that business side. Are you doing an aspect of somebody who doesn't know how to DJ? Like, well, like, do you, I guess, do you see get the university getting to that point where you're teaching people how to scratch, how to, you know what I mean? Like how to set up their library and go like to that form, or is it just the business side of what, what get the university? I think it was important to start with the business side because we felt like there was a need. There's a million places where you can go to learn how to, chirp scratch chirp or 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 cut or scratch or you know a million ableton videos but there's not something or one place where you can go to really learn how to build your business and the things that you need to Mm -hmm. be thinking about to build your brand so we wanted to start here obviously we want to see how it does you know like yeah in two days we have some people signed up which and we have some good feedback so i'm really pumped about that but yeah there's definitely plans for other courses I think we're going to probably stay away from like teaching DJs how to DJ. It's not mm-hmm. really something that I want to do. Um, maybe so one of the other is, guys might want to lead it yeah, on. This but. is more for the established DJ yeah. that is really looking to get themselves in the door and grow their business or their brand and, and you know, get into the, uh, you know, to the, uh, the nightlife. Yeah. It's, it's the DJ that knows how to DJ and maybe is a bedroom DJ, maybe is a private DJ that wants to get into nightlife or learn how to get into nightlife. That's like the perfect, you know, avatar as we would call it of who, of who uh, is a good fit for, for get down university. The course, I mean, the course does have some like, doesn't it? It it has like some Serato, like it has like little things like Serato preferences, like stuff that you wouldn't tend to like, honestly think about to know, Mm. you know? Yeah. Like there's not beat matching, but you know, thinking about how to build your night, if you're DJing from open to close stuff like that, how to create a really good DJ performance. There's, there's definitely stuff on that. There's an entire lesson yeah. on that too. Yeah. So. yeah and I think I mean, like it's, sorry. Okay. 
right. I, I think it's like, it's good stuff because it's like you said before, like there's, there's a need for it, but there's like, I feel like you see a lot of like different self help things for a lot of like niche markets, quote unquote, but there's nothing for DJing yeah. at, at yeah. all. So it is. I think, I think the DJ industry is greatly lacking in people who look at it as a business because there's yeah. so many people that think of it as whatever it's a party or it's their side thing where they DJ because they love music. They love to, to, to go and DJ, but they don't really think about it. They're just happy to be there kind of thing, you know, Yeah. Mm-hmm. which is cool. And that's, I mean, I, I was there too doing that for a time, Definitely. but I just feel like with my, I came from a, a sales and a sales side and I just brought all the things that I was doing in my sales job into my DJ life. And I thought that was normal. So yeah. that was a, a big factor in how I was able to grow my name quicker than than some other people but yeah i mean it's a good idea and like i said I, I think it's good that you guys have that aspect of like the opening closing and adding that you know dj aspect and i definitely really like the idea and i think you're 100 right on the fact that you don't see anything like this definitely on the business side i think people i don't know if it's i don't know if it's a lack of djs that maybe don't have like that knowledge or that experience like maybe these guys didn't come from business you know that aspect so maybe they feel a little like uncomfortable with giving their experience or, or going from that. So I think it's good that you do have that experience aspect and Gary has a teaching aspect, right? So I think it works hand in hand well. Yeah. Now you're getting, you know, that <clears throat> professor feel to it, you know, on the whole get down university. So I think it plays well to, uh, to, to your brand for sure. Yeah. And, and the partnership with, with Gary, obviously Gary's one of my best friends before business. So like, we came into the business as really good friends and we stayed really good friends, which is sometimes hard when you run a business together, yeah. but we complement each other really well. We're, we're, we're good at different things. And it's part of the reason, another one of the reasons why we've been successful. I mean, yeah, Gary's teaching background has been awesome through this whole, this whole process. So yeah. The, the way I look at it, lay out the curriculum, bro. Yeah. Whole <laughs> outline, everything. For real. Uh, the way I look Angel at it too. On the first course, I bet. I'm gone. I'm done. <laughs> done. I won't even know how to write my name. Kid barely, kid barely passed Ranapo on passback. <laughs> I, 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 I can't understand let's that, get, bro. Let's not, let's not get into it. Right, they anyway. gave you a bone from COVID and you barely passed pass-fail classes, bro. Too much cod, bud. My guy, you're not, not at Harvard. Way you're you're, you're Ranapo. I mean, Ranapo's a good school. Don't get me wrong, but. I was getting dubs in Warzone. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, playing with me every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell? Um, Instigator over here, Merkel. The one thing I do want to say, though, like I would, I like say before I even met uh, Fish and Olive Oil, uh, Fish and Merkel, like before, Fish and Olive Oil. Fish and uh, Olive Oil. Love that. Love even that. Such if a I was jabroni. In, I feel like if I was <laughs> such a jabroni, if I was in the same place, like even before I met you guys, I would like, I would take this course. You know what I mean? I feel like it's definitely like, if you're like, well, you have like, taken the course. Like, you're you've taken the course every week okay because you're on you're on our calls every week and you hear all the shit we talk about but like i'm saying like even if i was like if i had nothing if i was been dying to get into the bit like uh, the industry and i had no fucking idea i feel like i would definitely you know i would i would enroll the course if i didn't know anyone you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like that's what you guys too i don't know like say you didn't meet certain people or you didn't you didn't get into Green Rock. You didn't get into certain yeah. Places, I mean, you know? uh, yeah. If I if I didn't have like, yeah. I mean, uh, if I had like no business background and and, I you know maybe we'd be in a different place or actually probably definitely would have been in a different place. But yeah, no, it definitely is enticing for sure. For sure. Like I said, I'm I'm keeping my updates over here. I'm uh 
I'm looking into it a little bit. <laughs> maybe, maybe from the shadows, but <laughs> I pay attention. I pay attention. You're gonna but. you're gonna get a uh, you're gonna get a, a from like uh, unknown. <laughs> yeah, like new Anonymous Instagram account. Over here. There you go. Now cream. Kevin Kevin five six seven nine. <laughs> Not Dario Valley, Frankie Valley. I'm right on <laughs> yeah, but um, Kareem, do you have a specific um, limit? I guess in terms of what you're looking to take. Are you taking everybody? Like, how is that process going? Yeah, so we're, we're definitely not taking everybody. Um, this first go-around, you know, we're, we wanted to use our network. We didn't, we're not spending any money on advertising. We're not doing we're – not, we're not spending any money. We want, to, we want to get proof that this concept works and that people want to spend some money Before on a course like, like this. So, our, honestly, like, our plan was to really cap at probably 10 people for this one we're getting closer to that already. So we might go a little further. I don't know, maybe 15, but I really want everybody in this first round to really have a good experience. Um, I want us to make sure that we have all our back end stuff ready to go. Yeah. And just kind of use it as a beta, a beta run here. And then the next one that we start, um, probably pump a bunch of money into it and like, see how many, how many students we can get or quote unquote students, you know? Yeah. I, I said, I think it's a good idea uh, on that aspect. Will the get down crew or has the get down crew, are they like incorporated within the course too? Um, in terms of like, will Angelo be helping out with the class or is it mostly run by like you, Brendan, uh, or Brandon rather, um, and, uh, and Gary? Or yeah, so we, we, call, we call it a university. It, we're not actually teaching courses. It's all, it's all video and okay. it's, all, it's all on the DJ's schedule so gotcha we'll open up a lesson and basically as as someone who's enrolled you have to watch all the videos and then we, we do a group call at the end of the week where we can talk about the things that what oh, nice. that happened in the lesson you know guys can ask questions bounce ideas we can kind of expand on certain things and so and kind of take it from there so it's it's kind of set up with like the those master classes like the the dead mouse like armor yeah. vampirian where yep. Like you get all the videos and then you can like interact in between and like whatnot. discussion forums and everything yeah. too. I yeah. think it's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah, we're, we're going to, we're going to probably put out a lot of other smaller stuff. So if you, if someone doesn't want to spend that much money, you know, we could put, we'll put out one of the lessons as just one lesson. If you want to buy one lesson on networking or one lesson on social media marketing. Right. Yeah. So we have other ideas to kind of, uh, you know, make sure that everybody who wants to at least learn or, or, or buy something or get involved in some way, um, they'll have a chance to do so. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's exciting. I, I said, I, th I think it's great for somebody that's watching now that could be thinking about, you know, getting into the course. What would you say? I don't know. What would, what would be like the number one thing that getting university could offer to help to, to grow them? Or what's the one thing that you're most excited about this opportunity, you know, to your students? Man, I think it's just honestly, it's it's creating question, a, it's yeah. a create it's creating a a mind state of how to approach your DJ business. I think that's really the biggest thing, and then also putting in all the processes that you don't really think about, but you do need in order to be successful. Because once all that stuff's done and that's humming, all you, you can go focus on making music or DJing yeah. or networking the things that are really going to move the needle as far as growing your 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 DJ name. So. It's hard yeah. to pinpoint one thing, yeah, but I yeah, think no. I think that would be it. Like, definitely, just uh, the way that you're going to come out of the course thinking about how to approach your your DJ brand and business. Yeah, 
And I mean, I think it's something because it's like all virtual and stuff. It's got the potential that they could reach other states, other countries possibly, exactly. you know, that it has that like high potential of that being able to happen. Mm-hmm. Even the aspect of like sponsorships, like, you know, everything goes well. First time you look to scale it up, you put money into it. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I could, I could see music pools and other stuff, like other avenues like that, you know, potentially. Going we into we have like strategic said, partnerships know. that we've already talked to. I mean, nothing's in place, but we have, I mean, we've definitely been thinking about all that stuff. And I think if, if we do get the proof that we think we're going to get here in this smaller run, the next one, you're going to see it on a lot, much larger scale and oh. super excited about it. I mean, we're definitely already thinking about and talking about and planning the next course after this. So um nice. yeah i mean we'll hopefully have we'll see. have we'll have a whole no i mean the, the next one's definitely gonna be uh, uh geared a little bit towards production so that's kind of the focus on the next one that's all i'll really say about it but it that that's probably course number two all right dope nice. love that exciting love that exciting. um let's get into Go, music. let's get it up, in, let's get into music in the week come on i got a i got a banger all right go for it so it's a uh, rock the boat. Uh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I was gonna pick the one anyway. So <laughs> nah, um, the one I got for this week is called. Um, I had it right here. Um, it's so it's a remix of uh, TikTok by Kesha. Actually, yeah, TikTok Olympus. It's a spinning records track. It's fire. And it's um I definitely dope. thought you were fucking with us this entire time. Yeah, You're serious right now? <laughs> TikTok. It's called oh. TikTok. Oh right. is, is it like is it Kessa's voice? No, cover. That's Yo, it. It's Spin crazy. Has been crushing the covers. That's that's, it. All, that's that's all they've been doing. That's like a ten year old song. It's re- it's it's fucking good. It's and it sounds like that not so bad vibe. Like it's literally everyone's literally doing that right now. Like at yeah. all all artists. I wonder why like spinning is really going that route. I think it's very interesting. Because I mean, it, it I mean, picks it, up they on the pop. Like, I mean, they, like the... they started with doing just all samples all the time. It was yeah. just always just sample releases for the longest time. Yeah, but I'm saying they think they really take a huge liking to that. I they think they probably saw really they saw success with w- one of the first couple records that yeah. th- this style yeah. probably ran with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, for example, like the Reimpiros um, with with, with Zeko for for uh, what's it called Heaven. Heaven. Yeah. yeah. Did very very well. Have I want, and, don't uh, they have I want to dance with somebody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they did. I want to yeah. dance with somebody too. They yeah. they definitely hopped on that for a little bit, and I think both of them were signed signed uh, signed by Spinning. So I guess maybe for the DJs out there looking to produce, uh, get yourself a nice little cover, a good track, and uh, <laughs> yeah, for real. use some spinning uh, uh, splice sounds. You know, use some samples, and uh, you'll uh, you'll be you'll be good to go. Hopefully. And I guess yeah. it's it's easier for the normal person to listen to is like the cover stuff yeah. and the the future house vibe you know what i mean it's uh they're trying to i feel like they're trying to go for that pop feel yeah, and honestly yeah. i like a lot of that stuff more than some of the stuff that's being put out every week especially on friday crate diggers like i'm not a fan of some of the new stuff that it's coming out mm-hmm. i found like a close off uh we don't uh close off uh cover too dash berlin it's fire a cover of dash berlin really no like dash berlin remixed it oh 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 okay of clothes off by so who's I that by you. i don't even know that song who's that by we don't have to take our clothes off you know that song probably if i heard it yeah oh clothes um, off i think you said i think it's closed 
like nah, yeah, close, closed off. Close, close uh, off, close off, close off. Yeah, but all right, getting away from that and throwing something really out there, out there. TJR's back, putting out some acid tracks. Uh, this one's called Shake That. It's just one forty, just dirty acid house. It's so nasty. Ooh, I just I like downloaded that. that track. I actually, I think I might have put it on my my Spotify playlist this week. Bro, it's I tough. It. It's it's exactly. It's just fucking badass. You got <laughs> it's tough. And acid power. Yeah, you put out two. They're both just which is one thirty eight, one forty. Yeah, just booty nasty. popping music, man. Yeah, That's it. Exactly. Wow. It's awesome. Freaking out. Um, I'm trying to get the trying to get the name of this one. Um, sh- uh. <sighs> All right. Um, so David Guetta and Morton came out with a little EP, and like I'm trying to find a, trying to find the exact one. I'm pretty sure it was uh, Odyssey, but um, they came out a new EP with three songs and um, Fire, Fire might be in Odyssey is Fire. Yes. Is that that's, the one? go to. Is that the one I just listened? Well, didn't they do that other one together not too long ago? Uh, I know what you're talking about. It might have been actually. It might have been a cut. It might. It might have been yeah. a couple years. No. Uh, what is it? Heaven, right? Never, never be alone. They just came, they came out with two. Mm-hmm. That shit is fucking yeah, yeah. fire. Yeah. I like to see uh, you know two good DJs team up and come up with a, a little different you know a, di- a different sound. Morton Morton DJs at a he's at DJs a lot, right? Yeah. yeah. He he's played some pretty good sets there. I've heard I've heard him play there a couple times. Yeah, yeah he he goes heavy when he's he there. Heavy. He drops some does. Yeah, he does. He's all tatted up with the blonde hair. Yeah, all that. Fire. You know who he kind of looks like, like from another DJ perspective. Um, he kind of reminds me of like, not maybe not like face wise, but just I guess just the way he because he's in, like in shape. He's a like a, like a bigger built guy, like a uh, like a Will Sparks. And Will Sparks like threw the glasses on and tucked his hair back. I could I could see a little resemblance there. They both have the same height. They both have the yeah, bro. There's somebody else yeah. too that I'm thinking. Will Sparks is like a okay. surfer, isn't he too? Will Sparks played DJs too. Did he? Did he? Had, when? What? So I, was I don't. Probably, it was it was a while ago. Um, they had Timmy Trumpet. You gotta I tell that story too. Would love so to see yeah, Jimmy. Angelo was telling us about. So this. me and me and Gary are at DJs on a Sunday. Timmy Trumpet's playing. He's like, we're in the basement. He's getting us like wasted because he just chugged out of the bottle. Like he don't care. And, like, Jay Diamond and Bon are down there. We're taking shots. And we're up there just hanging out, bouncing around. And, like, I hear, I hear a track. And I'm like, I think this is my edit. I'm not, I'm not really sure. So, me and Gary were making a lot of edits at the time. And, like, I walk up to the DJ booth. I'm like, I'm like I, think this is, I think this one's mine. He's like, yeah, mate. I, I picked it up off DJ City. I'm like, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was That's cool awesome. that, that he played our edit. I, I don't remember what it was. Did he have the did he have the trumpet? Yeah, he had the trumpet. He actually played happy birthday to Jay Diamond on the trumpet. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. dope. That was that's, the most fun dope. I've ever had at DJ's ever, Timmy Trumpet. When was, was this? When was this? I would say three or four, four maybe four years ago. Was this was this like when Free no Freeze came out like twenty fourteen? It was it was after Freeze like was a major hit yeah. at yeah. DJ's. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So wow. it was literally like I per- to see perfect timing for just madness. That's like DJs too. I didn't know who Will Sparks played there too. When well, they just started, Bond just started booking everyone from Australia. I guess <laughs> bringing them in, right? Because I think Timmy Timmy's from Australia. Yeah, I know Will is definitely. 
for sure. That Melbourne bounce, man, that was that, very it, that was when it was really it was big. So that's what it was. Yeah, they had somebody else, another another Aussie. I forget who it was, uh, but like one of those style guys. Maybe yeah. Joel Fletcher. Uh, it, maybe Joel Fletcher scandal. I used to be really big into uh, the the Melbourne bounce. Bro, bounce still is the shit. That stuff's so energetic. I love it. Yeah, I like it too. We we, yeah. we, we definitely still play. You can a play lot any of that. that's just and, New uh, Jersey though. Sense. You could play like yeah. you could play any of that older style yeah. edm and it's just good energy band. you know what i mean yeah. yeah it's good energy it's fun it there's a lot of good like that... dumb remixes that are yeah. Melbourne, but like avril Levine remix and shit like it's great i was i was deleting old music for a while during quarantine and like 2014 i hit like a whole spree of melbourne bounce stuff and like a lot of it was really bad but i was just really into it and probably downloading any melbourne bounce yeah, I yeah, <laughs> Some of them are so simple too. It's really yeah. just like a distorted bass line. The one I think I still and, uh, hear in my head is um, the All the Lights Joel Fl- uh, Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. My favorite track by him is actually called Kill the Robots, but it's like not a popular vocal at all. <laughs> but just the, the drop is dirty. I still think it's dirty to this day. It's different. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I got really big, big into that. I, I got to insert the, the video. Sparks, in the Melbourne Scandal, SCNDL was what they went by. And they had some weird, weird music. I remember they had this song. It was something about like a python or something like that. It was like python or like viper. And it was just like this Egyptian, like, I, I, I don't even know what you call yeah. it. It's like this Egyptian flute, like into like a Melbourne drop. It was so weird. But like like Cream said, I was just downloading anything I could. <laughs> yeah, and I was just slamming them. I loved all. Dioro was like to me my Dioro, favorite. Yeah. Yeah. He was my so favorite. Far. Yeah, yeah. I did so, I did a project so. on Melbourne Bounce in college. Really? Yeah, as a subgenre you, of house music. <laughs> Dioro yeah. definitely feel like had like a definitely stronger hold on that mainstream Melbourne. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he definitely uh, brought it more to the U.S. and stuff. Um, even TGR at one point, TJR definitely made Melbourne for, yeah. uh, for 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 sure, and that's that's really where I like got into him and kind of found him on that aspect. It's so interesting to see how all these DJs, you know, I think the the best thing that you can do at the end of the day is really just like adapt, you know, adapt to your sound, and you have to kind of switch your sound up. I mean, not many DJs survive playing one sound, you know, throughout yeah. because our crowds change. You know, there's things that are in, things that are out. You know. Like, I would never expect to kind of see like where we're at now. Like, I think the simplest form of, I guess you could say EDM, like this pop house um, kind of vibe is like really what's like hitting now, you know? Um, and uh, maybe it's just like this, you know, general location. Cause you know, you got West or, or uh, you go out Midwest. They're still very big into, you know, that, that, that base house and, yeah. you know, that dubstep aspect of it. But uh, what do you guys think on that aspect? Where do you think well, you're talking? You're, you're 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 talking like Joe Corey, like love luxury style, right? Yeah, I, like that pop dance. I'm gonna style. throw that. You said Joe Corey. I I I never threw my track out, so I'm gonna throw my track out because yeah, it yeah. is Joe Corey, Ooh. head and heart. And, heart and to me, I picked it because I just feel like if we did have DJs, we did have a summer oh, DJ a that this would be like the number yeah. one summer every, track. Every, every yeah, house party, like every house, every, every house party's playing it. Yeah. yeah. Every single one. See, like I, I'm not out. I haven't yeah, really yeah, been yeah, out yeah. that much and I haven't been partying. So like, I don't know what's hitting, but yeah. to me, I heard that and, and I'm it, like, this would be like my jam. Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like Joel Corey is that artist this summer. Like 
everyone is keeping up with all his shit. Like, yeah, bro. I mean, like, sorry. It's like what Medusa was of last year. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Medusa is still killing it. You know, like, he's, I feel like he put, if he wanted to put out another pop song right now, it would be a fucking hit. You know how I feel bad for out of all this? Kongs. This girl could have been, it was so good. And I feel like, I mean, personally, I didn't keep up with anything else that he ever made, but. He was – I feel like, for me at least, like, he was the Joel Curry or Medusa before that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like when 2016, I turned yeah. 21, like – I played Kongs, with Kongs. This girl was the played, shit. Oh, yeah. At, uh, yeah? at HQ. Yeah. Oh, wow. He was all right. I yeah. mean, he yeah, was I mean, okay. He was, but I'm saying that song <laughs> was, was like, like – I mean, that song, song was a, one of my – still one of my favorites. Love yeah, it. Yeah, it, it works every time. Every yeah. time. It's, it's, a, it's just it's, – yeah. it's literally that, like, jersey bang it's the wall. It's a jersey thing. Yeah. It's a jersey thing. That's the one that everybody wants to bang the wall yeah. to. Yeah. And I'm very curious if, like, Joel Curry is, like, the jersey thing or if Medusa, you know, at the end of the day is, like, the jersey thing. But I, I don't think so, to be honest with you. I, I mean, think, look at uh, look at the look at the spot look at the Spotify playlist, dudes. Like that's like a good grasp of like where EDM's at across yeah. like the country or even like the world. Like that's they're all on there. Yeah, all of them are on there. Yeah, yeah. But it, is it is it really just concentrated in this area? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or or vice versa. But um, no, I don't I don't I don't I don't think that um at the end of the day and stuff. And, like and La- La- so La- luxury had it too and like I feel like yeah. they're losing it though. Like you know like they cuz it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah. It gets it gets too repetitive after. They put up, their last two songs I thought it was the same song. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it had like the same melody. I'm like dude, I, is this yeah, the same yeah, track yeah, that yeah. I like mislabel yeah. this? It, it, it's like it's like they made it six minutes and they cut it off three. <laughs> <and> three. <laughs> For real. It's like theirs was Good like they like their style is like that like that like poppy bass. Like yeah. that poppy kick. And I don't then, even know what you call it, honestly. Like, but like they're all Joel, very, very similar. And... Where Joe Corey wins, though, is his focus is the vocal. Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows the words to all of his songs by heart. And it yeah. took them like that to learn them all. Well, that's what I'm saying. Very, like, it's crazy. It's all the vocal. Like, the instrumentals underneath are literally just fucking loops. Do you think that they are doing a good job turning the common person into EDM? Or the people that have always been to EDM dance music just getting more like used to hearing this pop sound. What do you guys think on that aspect? I just it changes everything. Just changes so quickly. Like yeah. I don't know it because think about it. Last last year was tech. You know? Last yeah. year was tech. That's- and like the years before that, it was like all Moonbaton. Ever since uh, Diplo did Lean On. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which it was crazy. Time for a while, and then like that, they would, a lot that heavy trap was in for a long time, for a good amount of time too. The, vo- yeah, no. the vocal chop melody was like yeah. the biggest thing for so long. Yeah, I'm happy. You guys, you guys think that's on. just like slowly just bringing the common person maybe that doesn't really listen to dance music into it, yeah. um, or do you think that the you know the typical person that's listening to EDM is just kind of you know changing their preference a little bit and getting more into the sound? I think sounds just change, man. And this is the popular sound that for right now. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I, I think also if you leave our area, I mean, electronic music to me isn't as popular as it was. I mean, everybody's been really on the hip hop and I'm hoping that some of this more like poppy house music will bring more people over into playing and being into more electronic music again. Yeah. So yeah, no. yeah that's my hope. Like if I didn't have to play one one hip hop song for the next year, I'd probably be okay. And like I grew up on hip hop and DJing hip hop, so like yeah, yeah. Then the new stuff's interesting to say the least. 
it yeah. was hard. It was hard. I was uh, I went to Vera Lounge uh, in Cherry Hill. I think last week. Yeah, last week, and I didn't like the guys up there. Uh, Nico So and K Fry. They fucking they kill it. But I didn't know a single like any new song, new hip hop song at all. Yeah. I was like, oh fuck. I was like, shit. Is, is that more their style? Like what they go for? No, they, they play. play they play everything. They yeah. Like, they yeah. They I feel like everything. I just I just see like like I saw like. Pop Smoke came out with an album, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna download like just four songs out the album, and if people ask for them, I got them. I don't know if I'm gonna yeah. go out of my way to drop it though. Yeah. There's yeah, stuff I, that I like. I, mm-hmm. Whenever, whenever I leave here to go play somewhere else, like it's hip hop, 85 yeah. percent probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'll like sneak some stuff in. You go up for a little bit. I mean, I played Philly right before, um, like the weekend. My last gig was in Philly, and or second to last gig, and. I played the entire night and I played probably 10 EDM songs or, or oh. up-tempo songs. Wow, it was all hip hop. For these yeah. venues that are playing hip hop, do you see yourself leaning more towards like the classic throwbacks, like the hip hop that people know nowadays? Are you playing a lot of new hip hop? Like, I'm very curious on that aspect because me and Fisher talk about it all the time. Like we think there's a huge disconnect of, of like a lot of stuff is coming out today versus like those classics or, or the class that we grew up with. And, you know, you know, R and B and, uh, you know, that old school hip hop vibes. Yeah, like um, you're so not when getting, we usually play hip hop. We mostly play. It's like, it's, it's, it's like yeah. 08, 09, like Lil yeah. Wayne Drake. Yeah. But he, yeah. And even before that, we'll play 90 stuff. And no, yeah, of course. Thousand stuff. But I feel like, I feel, I feel like 90s are a gimme though. Yeah. It depends where you are because you're, there are certain gigs where like you got to hit that hot 97 radio hip hop stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, but I will. I think ju- just like playing open format and bouncing around genres when you're playing, if you're playing a lot of hip hop, you got to bounce around. I mean, you can't sit in 68 BPM for 10 tracks. Like you just can't. Yeah. yeah. So I think it just, just weaving in and out of new old, you know, mm-hmm. some Spanish, some reggae, whatever you got to do to keep it interesting, I think is the move. Yeah, yeah for no, sure. That's a good thing about hip hop because you can go the Latin route. You can go the yeah. reggae route. You can go all these different yeah, places. It's like its yeah, own so. little open format. Yeah, like working those little... TikTok songs too. Yeah, true. They love it. <laughs> yeah, Angelo, tell us all how to get TikTok famous. No, but I, the, TikTok, <laughs> the TikTok music is fi- like a TikTok hip hop <laughs> is fire right now. Um, that. That new Saudi song is so fucking good. It's the tap in. He, she, uh, she, she remade um, "Blow the Whistle." Such a track. Interesting. Interesting. Really? I honestly don't use TikTok. I don't have. Well, that there's, there's, there's that, there's that one uh, that from like oh two. That grit song is huge right now on TikTok too. The one that's like my life be like ooh. Yeah. Uh, that's from oh two. It's so funny. That's like, actually a good song though. Yeah, it is a good song. You don't know. I feel like you just don't know the app. Some people are just throwing yeah. stuff against the wall and just hold on. I think it's, because yeah. because it's so new and I, I think it, it, there's an opportunity there. Clearly, I mean, Angelo just hit the lottery, so to speak. Like what yeah, he put out was yeah. was dope. It was cool, but you never know. He could add a hundred, or he could add four hundred thousand. Like you don't yeah, really yeah. know what's gonna hit. It could be an and entanglement that's what's crazy. Like so you could you could literally. <laughs> build a, a, an audience and like a fan base out of nothing which yeah. is interesting and like i feel like i should be doing more on there i just hate it 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel I, and Edge Angelo convinced me when he when Angelo had his hit. I'm like, okay, like I got to like me and Kev got to start sitting down and like actually discussing like to come up with ideas and like kind of storyboard it in a sense. You have to like, prep. You, you right, just, exactly. You can't just shoot his IG story. Yeah. Like you have right. to literally. Like I just I just put one up before and it took me like two and a half hours because you got to edit on your phone so you're like going like this to like cut shit together and then like i'm recording like the music in you can't do it on a laptop no because on final cut and iMovie you have to like you can't export it so it's like an iphone size screen it's not like a 19 Uh, by 6 or a 19 by 8 whatever the ratio i do it i do it on my phone and um it just it's easy i i download that app fucking record it on serato easy for him hard for fish record on my phone what match it up i said easy for him hard for Um, hard for you but because i'm I'm used to the computer yeah dude it's literally insane so my my first video has four hundred thirty thousand views and 53 likes and then fifty three thousand likes and then the other one is the fact by the way the fact that you didn't use the original pump it up and you use the endor one it's so depressing anyway everyone use that one now i know he's, he's got like a, he's got like 100 mil on spotify yeah it's nuts no, but there's a new one that we're actually it's, on it's, it's like a it's like a lower voice right it's like a chick it's like a chick yeah oh uh i i know exactly you know what i'm talking what about i've heard it's it. got it's a like little a bit heavier drop yeah like future house yeah. yeah i fuck with it i like that remix and yeah the no, other, it is good the other one got 332,000. so like this shit is crazy i never expected how many followers do you have on tiktok uh, seven thousand. Wow. I gained, and that's your most on all platforms, right? Yes. Yeah. I gained two hundred and eighty followers on Instagram within the week, but yeah. So that's thing. That's one thing I wanted to say. Uh, Cream, we were talking. Me, I was. Uh, me and Angela have had like ten conversations about, about this. this. Yeah, because it's like the transfer like percentage is so high to bring people from TikTok to all of your other socials. It's uh, I've never seen anything like it in my life. So, so that's that, that right there should tell you that right. you, we need to be doing something in yes, TikTok. Exactly, yeah. and it's like whether we want to or not. And it's like he I'm put sorry. he put our calling remix uh, in like one of the spots on one of his lists that he made. And our what, and what, we, go, what spot was it at? Number one. Oh, exactly. Right. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what should we call though? Like our, this the SoundCloud of that song got like 50, 60 new likes just from that. And we didn't even it's post crazy, it. Dude. Think about that. It yeah. takes a lot of effort. Like it's not in the right. app. It's a complete. Right, exactly. They have to like go out of their way to find. Are they robots? Are they bots? I'm. I don't know. I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> did Angelo? Did Angelo pay for TikTok? I, I, I could. I couldn't get people on Instagram Live to go to Twitch. To wow, see a 2020 scandal. Yeah. Angelo bought all his in his TikTok likes. You guys <laughs> called me. You guys called No, me. I. The platform's just interesting. I don't know. I feel like. I'm kind of yeah, scared. Yeah, I mean, now, 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 there's, now there's speculation that it's going to get taken away. There's I also think, a lot of rumors about this. Yeah, I mean, even, all before, even before Angelo, even before Angelo, shout out to one of our buddies that we had on the show um, a couple uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, Andrew McHugh, a.k.a. DJ MCQ or McQ. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. I'm going to mess with him. But he's really big into dancing, does a lot of TikToks. I think he's about 15, 16,000. Uh, followers yeah. i think he's gained almost like a thousand people yeah on his instagram yeah and his retention's crazy and the thing too is like most of the stuff that he's putting on tiktok isn't even about djing it's him dancing or like doing just like it could be anything what's yeah and he put up anything. like and, and cr- cr- how often have you checked the app cream i'm curious i probably have like six posts up 
Okay. Are you like on it though? Like scrolling nah, through and shit? I okay. don't, I don't, I don't really mess with it. Like the things that get the views, especially for DJing, it's like, so somebody's playing party in the USA and it's Britney song is on Britney song. And then they just cut it. Not even a, like a clean mix, just cut it into a Britney Spears track. Yeah. And it's got like the views that Angelo's pulling. And it's just like, so what every DJ does every yeah. night, like there's nobody yeah. knows about this. It blues my mind. I can't. Oh. Yeah, no, it, it's crazy. It's definitely. Uh, you think just like, a, like temp, Tempo's done a really good job. And it was, he's crushing yeah, he's it. He's so, done what? Like a lot of wordplay stuff too. So yeah. Tempo. So temp, this is what happened. Tempo had, did a mix with Pump It and one of Lil Nas's songs, uh, the Black Eyed Peas Pump It and Lil, Lil Nas Rodeo. And he did it. And this big guy who does a lot of dances, he's a huge following, took that sound and literally made a dance to it. And everyone does the dance to it now. And then Charlie Camillo, wow, the biggest person on TikTok, used his sound to fucking make a TikTok. So he's at like 3 million views. And he's got like 75K followers, right? Yeah. Something absurd. Real, he literally yeah. has his own fan base on TikTok. Yeah. That's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. I didn't, I didn't understand. Is he it. making money doing it? No, I mean... So you can't. I mean, you're only going to really make money if you get a brand deal. So can you get can you get profitable on TikTok? You can So this that. is how yeah. you you can get profitable money. on any platform. Yeah, you have yeah. You can't. You can't like get TikTok isn't going to pay you. Like they don't do that. Um, but like you can say, for example, so what say I was like I did like five songs you never heard, uh, before, and I I like people wanted me to promote their music. They hit me up. Yeah, and that's true. That's true. Shit like that, you know? Yeah. So you got a little um, side hustle too and stuff. Yeah, I, you know, I, mean, I was curious if TikTok was like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, Instagram, I mean, Instagram pays influencers, right? Yeah. To pay yeah. Like certain levels and stuff like that. I like looked, other it, social I looked media. it up and there's yeah, I think, TikTok. Well, no, I don't, I don't think Instagram pays them directly. It's all brand. It's all, yeah, it's all brand deals. YouTube's the only one where you could like actually work for okay. YouTube. I was actually curious. I didn't really know about that. Yeah, like, I didn't know if like Kim Kardashian was getting a che- like getting a little check from from Instagram, you know what I mean, for having you know millions. Of I mean, she could, maybe, but I don't think so. I feel like the big of the big could definitely yeah. easily. But you're I right. You're right. The, the it is thing, like not, it might not be public if it is. Yeah. The big thing for for uh, for artists, right? If you're if you're making music or you start a brand, I if if you can create a following like that. You know, and you make a remix, let's say, for whoever, and that artist sees that you have seventy thousand followers. Like maybe that remix goes official. You know, yeah. like yeah. you're much more likely to be in those type of situations when yeah. you have a following. So, however you can get it, you can leverage it in whatever you're working on, whether it's a, a clothing brand or whether mm-hmm. it's music or whether it's whatever. Yeah. Angelo, do you see the followings that you're getting? Are they younger following? Are they like? It's everyone, like it's crowd all over. A lot of New Jersey people. Um, Which is that's good. What I, now that's what done, more people come yeah, to the show. Come see yeah. play and shit. It's cool because people are like commenting, like, let me know when you're you're somewhere. I want to come out and see you. Like, yeah. Like, like random people. Random people are hitting me up. They're like, they've, they've all went to my SoundCloud. They're all following all my other mixes and stuff. It, I wouldn't even, so. it's not even younger people because like people really. I was just curious. People, like, I, you know, I don't know what they're doing. I feel like they just don't, younger people don't really. They, they think it's cool but they don't really understand the, all the songs like the mm-hmm. younger people that are like they're like oh what's down like down the shore like music like no yeah way. and i think i think like that jersey focus like helps yeah. too. You, you hit that niche you know so yeah i don't sure. know i think that's the whole thing too like you're not gonna post a video 
like I didn't, my whole thing wasn't to just like show off Angelo the kid on TikTok right away. Like the whole plan was to gain the following and then do that. Like figure out what's something that everyone's fucking into. It's like, okay, DJ matchup. Let me target Jersey mm-hmm. somewhere local. And, and then when I start building the following, I could start pushing some Angelo the kid stuff and yeah, and mm-hmm. push the brand stuff. So, right. Yeah. Good plan. Good. Action. The Smart other thing stuff. too, as for a DJ, I mean, we've kind of talked about this a little bit, Angelo, but if you have this giant following, it's easy to be like, Hey, is this venue like look at my following or yeah. this is how many people I can bring out like that's valuable too you know mm-hmm. and Angela you had all these New Jersey people following you now like maybe there are gonna be more people that are coming to see specifically you and that's valuable cool. for venues yeah. and yeah, for booking definitely. companies yeah and then, that's, and then and then I can't wait for them to be like wow this kid sucks, sucks I'm gonna go yeah. I'm gonna go to Green Rock now they're gonna be like why isn't oh, he <laughs> why isn't he spinning He's going to be like, why isn't he spinning eight songs in a minute? What's yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Does he always do that? Where are those TikTok? <laughs> I came for the yourself. TikTok songs, Angela. I didn't know you said <laughs> actual real music. Angela's going to start. You're going to start playing recorded sex, and they're all going to be like three seconds. Yeah. Just quick cuts. That's what I, was I thinking. came to do this, Angelo. Why am I not doing this? I'm a savage. Can you play this? Can you play this on your issue? They're going to show the TikTok. Can you play yeah. this right now? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, they, it's so funny. There's so many, like, t- I love TikTok, but there's some funny ass people on there. All like, in all, if you're trying to grow your brand, you're trying something new, I guess join TikTok. And right? you don't have to spend any money on promotion. Yeah. Just, and I guess you can make money too. Cause I also heard something that, like, if you do live streams there, you could set up, like, Venmo or something like that. You set up donations and shit. Yeah, yeah like yeah. donations, kind of like really that. Cool. Like, so I guess, like, never got into it. If I was Tempo, I'd be definitely popping that over. For, yeah, he's been <laughs> I think he's been doing it like two, three times a week. He's telling oh, me. Oh, nice. So, right, especially now, like not booking yeah. a lot of gigs, might as well. So, yeah, get the money where you can. Do you do you think? All right, here's another question. Do you think that TikTok emerged and and like blew up even more so because we fell into quarantine and we fell into hundred percent like, social Absolutely. state? Other Absolutely. People, do you people, think when we get back to the new normal? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Agree. But uh, do you think when we get back to this new normal, does TikTok plateau a little bit? Does it still continue to grow? Do you no, I think it? Well, let's stops? see what happens. Let's see what happens if they get rid of it or not. We got six more months. <laughs> I think it's here to stay. I mean, when when I'm driving around and there's people like kids in the parking lot making videos, like, yeah, it's it's pop it's culture too, now. It's, it's too big. It's, it's too ingrained. Big. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think you're right. I definitely have seen actually some some kids like on my street like walk on the top of my hill and they're like doing TikToks as they're like walking down the hill. Like, and you just look like this? and you just look like an idiot. You're just like standing in the middle of the street, just being like doing like dumb shit <laughs> in front of a phone like a moron. I, I guess it comes that, out good. That makes me so like embarrassed. I could right I could exactly never do that. That's so yeah. not my personality. Like, yeah. let me set up my phone and do a dance and then put it out into the world. Like, I could yeah. never do that. You guys might hate my one of my next TikToks, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to save it for when it comes Are out. you doing a dance? Are you doing at least a couple's dance or something? I'm doing, a, I'm doing a hand flick. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. You told me about this. Oh, you're doing, like, DJ gestures? No, no, like, no. Something like that? I'm going yeah. all around New Jersey. Me and Fisher have an idea. I swear, I swear, to, I swear, if you do fucking DJ gestures, I swear to God. You're gonna be like those t. You're gonna be like those t-shirts. You know what I'm talking about? Like the dude that's like, oh, he's down the, here. The, 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 the G- Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> the Fisher. And he's like, I fucking, I, I fucking hate those. Those, those ones are great because they're just so dumb. It's like, they I are know. dumb. 
I, I'm trying to target more Jersey. Just keep fucking riding yeah. that until I fucking become a one-hit wonder, which I already am. I mean, you did have two hits. <laughs> you had two. Two hit wonder. There we go. Yeah, but you're like – What was the second one? But even so, though, like those are like your fucking big ones. Right? Those are your big ones right now. So you're maintaining consistency with all your other ones, though. You're getting yeah. like – I said, so- I said like the same amount per so you're said, re- you're retaining you know i said if i'm i'm happy if i get 10k each video so yeah i'm getting 10k each video right because now. that's only going to boost you more in the long run yeah it's lit it's so not only all they're not all going to be 10k it's just it's not that the way this algorithm works it doesn't seem like it's going to happen yeah how do we get this episode to start off so well and now we're just back to tiktok and social media over here. it's important <laughs> but it's important. no it is it is it's really fucking important right now it is because it's slept on social media um maybe for some like me um yeah. for others who are taking advantage of it and killing it to help their platform um good for them and i wish them the best of luck with everything i'm curious to see if Cream, uh, you're gonna hop on soon or no what the tiktok yeah i mean i've been thinking about it i feel like i have to yeah. <laughs> i don't want to but what's gonna be the first video yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like I'm just gonna do wordplay. Probably, I feel like that's. Yes. I, I have to stay true to to me and my brand, yeah. and like doing premeditated shit is just not you something I'd be into. But I, I, have been going back and forth because I've been thinking about trying to maybe leverage the stuff we're doing with GDU, maybe do something along like DJ business type stuff. But I'm, I haven't really like sat down and like brainstormed on it yet. But I've been bouncing a couple ideas. There's a lot of like wannabe, like not yeah. wannabe, but there's a lot of kids that want to be DJs uh, on TikTok too. There's a lot of kids that hit me up for do, advice do you, and shit. Do you see yeah, a market I mean, on that business aspect, or is it people using it right now more for that creative? We actually had this talk about it with Pat Light, like about the sports aspect of so, it. So like, there's another kid, there's another guy that like was selling. Can you filter it? So or it, is it I just was, all? No, I was just playing, random. I was yeah. playing with uh, last night. I was playing with uh, McHugh. And one of his buddies and his buddy does mortgages for houses. And he was fucking, he got a couple contracts through TikTok because he was promoting what? it through. Yeah, yeah, and, dude. There's there's a lot of like other businesses that are used utilizing start it. Start selling payroll through TikTok. For you real. probably could. I don't know you what I'm going to do. You probably could. You probably could. I'm going to do it from ADP, but maybe I'm going to take the We Are ADP corporate song for like the 1980s and throw like a mix into it and says, because small business and need There payroll. are older and, people know. on TikTok too. Like there's. Older people, like my parents, my dad's on TikTok. What's that? What's what's that? There's that one dude who's like the one of the famous guys. He does the dinosaur crap. I've seen a crap ton of them. Like the but, like the, the kids say like dinosaur and then he just like freaks out. Oh, 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 oh yeah. yeah, I know you're talking yeah. about. Cream. That, I think that's hilarious. Do, I think you should do like a a house, uh, like a do like hip hop compared to house. Like take a house sample, like whoever's. Say like a a house a house used a hit old hip hop sample and say where it came from. Do shit like that. That would be really cool. Be like, That'd did be you cool. did you know that Paper Planes was a Clash song? Like shit like that. That'd be dope. I'd be like into a, that. Like a, yeah, like a history lesson. Yeah, those those those, those videos go huge on YouTube. There's a lot of them on YouTube. It's like, That's, did you know who sampled? Kind of thing. Bro, I'm like schooled up. Or I'm telling like you, you yeah. can you got school anything on there. It's it's you can put up anything. I think, Angela, you're smart with it because you found a lane and you're going to stick with it. And, like, everybody's got to just kind of find their lane and go with it. Yeah. And then once you have a following, you can kind of do what you want, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, I have, I have people, like, they see my stuff every day. They can – they just, like, they go to the followers page and my posts are right there. So. I guess, I guess we'll be seeing Angelo be dancing with, uh, with Charlie soon. Soon enough. Soon enough. Soon enough. <laughs> 
going it's going through the wings. Um, but yeah, what? Um, I mean, we're we're coming up to on an hour. No, we have uh, an hour. I think we've been talking a little bit longer than that. Yeah, yeah probably an hour fifteen. But. Like All right, that. but let, let, let's circle back to the main reason we're here today, Cream. So, Cream, you know, within, you know, your business right now with Get Down University, with Get Down DJ Group, even just DJ Cream as a brand, do you have any goals for 2020 when we get out of quarantine or maybe anything that you're looking to achieve, you know, in the next few years? 2021. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, who knows when – honestly, like, who knows when we're going to be able to DJ – the big gigs, like those are the gigs that I, I was starting to travel. Like that's obviously not happening anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of ha- enjoying that and being able to play different markets and meet other DJs from different parts of the country. Um, yeah. Like all that stuff, all the, all the networking outside of the tri-state was something that I was really focused on and mm-hmm. that's kind of out the window now. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, really the focus is going to be on, get down, get down DJs, get down you. Um, and then for my personal brand, probably really just focusing on taking the right gigs for me and not so much DJing 275 gigs in a year anymore. Um, I don't know. Like the idea of me going to DJ as like background noise is not really enticing to me. It doesn't really interest me. So I don't know. It's definitely a transition phase for me because I mean, I've been doing this a while. I mean, if, if nightclubs are not going, that was my main source of income. So, you know, I got to focus somewhere else. So that, and then I've been making a lot of, I've been making originals. I have a couple of originals. I haven't done anything with, um, that's dope. dope. They're all right. I mean, there's nothing, it's nothing crazy. I'm just trying to get better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, uh, do you think we're going to see a little bit of a ripple effect in terms of the Hoboken or Jersey City scene of like bars that might have to unfortunately close down due to COVID or even maybe even places that potentially could pop up? You know what I mean? Because I feel like when we do hit that point, it's going to hit hard and everyone's going to be into it. Well, actually, actually, let me rephrase that. I thought it was going to be like that, but I don't, I don't know if we actually will get that, to be honest with you. Because I think maybe the slow the, the slowness of people like opening up is still going to kind of like scare some people, and I feel like maybe we'll just gradually get back to that point. I mean, but you see um, some of the lines at these short spots. They're yeah, insane. but like, I don't know, man. That's the thing. You still all you like. Those are like the normal people that I feel like are going out. You know, so, and also those places you can normally can fit people. three thousand people outside. You can't yeah. do that at any of these venues locally. I mean. Yeah. What's the biggest venue around? Birch is the biggest venue around us that holds what, like six hundred, probably. Yeah, definitely. So, and like, that's one thing we've always been talking about in all the videos on what it's going to be. And now that we have been seeing more of it, you know, with the shore, I'm going to rephrase exactly what I just said, though. I, I think, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a gradual, a gradual pickup on that aspect, which is unfortunate, you know, because I think if we did hit a point where, you know. We're good to go. Everyone's out. Everyone's antsy to be out. You know, I could see other places, you know, maybe places that typically don't have DJs and don't have nightlife looking to pop up, you know, and uh, looking to grow. And I think there would be more of an opportunity for us out there. I think there, anytime there's massive change, there's opportunity. So we don't know what that opportunity is going to be yet. Maybe, maybe places will close, but maybe those are places where it's older owners who aren't really, don't run their places that well or don't get the music or don't get what's popular 
And maybe that'll open up places for younger owners to be able to buy into Hoboken. That's mm. the biggest problem. All the, most of the owners in Hoboken are old, out of touch. They're not in the places and don't know what resonates with their customers. And that's yeah. part of the reason why a lot of the places in Hoboken aren't doing as well as they used to. Yeah. So I'm yeah, hoping you've that seen it. you've been in the game for a while. I'm hoping that this allows some <clears throat> some younger owners to step in and cater to to the things that people are interested in in going out and, and seeing and doing. Mm-hmm. So I don't do you know. see an, yeah. Do you see an avenue of people leaning towards Jersey City? And do you see Jersey City potentially being like the Hoboken, I guess you could say, in three to five years or something? Yeah, like I mean, that? I think Jersey I City already is. Yeah. I think Jersey City's taken away from Hoboken a ton because Jersey City is much more eclectic. There's a much there's a much greater array of of the types of people that are around. Um, I don't know. I just, it's new. It's different. People are interested. It's different. Hoboken and Jersey city are very, very, very different. Like I don't think at any point are you throwing like a big electronic event in Jersey city anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not the scene. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, I think there's some cool things that can definitely be done. I mean, there's a lot of like spaces in Jersey city that can be, can be used for really cool events. I mean, yeah, stuff I like, like Liberty Sun, opportunity. I mean, LSC After Dark and Midnight Market and cool stuff yeah. like that. And they've yeah. like, and they've, they've wished a call too. It's like, they've had like a s- slow, like gradual incline just to like filling out more and more of those spots. Yeah. There's, There's a lot of rooftops in Jersey sport, City now. Right, exactly. Like, they, they, yeah. They've literally, I feel like everyone's been saying like, uh, Jersey City is like the new Hoboken even before quarantine like like i mean was, Ash, ashford's yeah. huge and it's packed out every single night yeah. yeah i didn't necessarily mean that but i like what i guess what i mean by that is like three five years you think people aren't going to hoboken you know what i mean and like is everyone like i, I mean it could you know who knows um i could i could you know i could potentially see that for sure um definitely as jersey city like you know keeps growing and developing it's just so much bigger i just have so much more opportunity to uh you know a lot of people like living in jersey city now too they love it it's also cheaper than hoboken yeah yeah i mean hoboken's gone through a big transition so when i when when all those clubs were in hoboken it was a much younger town and there wasn't as many super expensive places there was a lot less families it was more like you graduated from college and moved to hoboken yeah and so that was the vibe people bar hop there was a lot of clubs and like that's Hoboken is so far from that. The mayor is so against the nightlife scene. Yeah. It's really hurt that whole vibe. So yeah. I think until the mayor goes somewhere else, and I think until, you know, some things change in town, I don't really think Hoboken I think Hoboken's gonna take a backseat to Jersey City. Nice, yeah. yeah. Wow. I agree. I mean, unless he unless that. maybe when we get back he changes mind. He's like, listen, these businesses need to make money. And should yeah. change a little bit, but yeah, like why how is there not a DJ allowed? How is like Sinatra not closed down before this and like people are just partying? Like I just feel like there's so much opportunity and the town shits on the restaurant and nightlife world because of all the uh the condos and apartments and yeah. people spending money and like that's where they want to focus on. I understand that too, but yeah, it just sucks from our it's perspective. Part of their, I feel us. like it's a big part of their economy. <laughs> Yeah, um, you're not getting. You're, you're not gonna. You're not gonna retain those people, like because if there's really nothing for them to do and you just have housing all over your town, 
It's, but yeah, and it adds more of the influx of that, that commuter aspect of it, of people coming in, people coming out, you know? Definitely. I mean, quarantine, Hoboken's definitely taking a huge hit. I know so many people that, uh, that live a lot there, of people, you know, I'll, I'll, and are pulling out, you know, maybe at their yeah. parents' house or, or not renewing their leases and stuff because they don't really know what the situation is. So. Yeah, my sister, uh, my sister literally, like, just moved in February and had to move out. Now she's working remotely. So, like, she hasn't been there since fucking March. So, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So it's like but, maybe um, they do try to like shift a little bit of yeah. uh, you know, of where they're at. But hey, who knows? Yeah, definitely, definitely. We'll, um, we'll, we'll never know. Yeah, let's let's close this up just because we're we're uh we're like hour and a half. So um, but Bream, plug all your shit. Yeah. <laughs> Man, all right. <laughs> all of it. Give me all. Give me. Give me. Give me all of it. TikTok. All right. So Snapchat. I, I spend a lot of my time on Instagram, so if you want to rock with any of my music, um, at DJ Cream NYC, I'm actually putting out a bootleg pack um, next week. I'm actually going to do a contest to have people submit music to get onto my bootleg pack. Um, so I'm going to put that stuff out this week. Um, so check out socials for that stuff. Get Down University. If you're interested, if you have questions, like DM me. Hit me up. I'm happy to hop on a phone call with you, talk about it. Um, so you can hit me up at DJ cream NYC or at get down, uh, get down university on Instagram. There are spots open. So go, 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 go get it. Get in before Definitely. you, you know, before you can. So that's right. This is uh episode 14 cream. Thank you for having, for coming cream, thank on. You for Appreciate on for sure. you. No, thank man, you, I've, I've enjoyed good chopping it up with you guys, man. As I, always. Keep, keep doing the podcast. You guys do a good job. <laughs> Definitely. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, thank you. bro. Appreciate we're it. Trying, we're trying out here. Again, guys, this is episode episode 14. I'm friends with DJ. Thank you, and have a good day. All right, take care, guys.